Season 3, Episode 76. Here we are, midweek bonus edition. And there is some pretty bonus stupidity. Although I'm here kind of looking at my dad bod. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe I could get a tattoo. A really big tattoo. Uh, like a belly-sized tattoo. I'll explain in the podcast. I'm really kind of starting to rethink this whole tattoo thing. I should probably run this past my insane Florida nephew, because maybe he can give me some good advice. I know if I got a belly tattoo with six-pack abs, it would look pretty cool when I have my half shirts on. But I don't know. I'm still debating. I've got to get really stupid to get a tattoo. But it could happen. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. Welcome once again to my stupid world. I'm Insane Eric Lane. As always, in our midweek bonus episode, which basically means we've got more stupidity than we know what to do with it. What do you do with stupidity? Well, you find the best five-star stupidity, and you talk about it and make a podcast about it. And uh, by the way, if this is your first, well, first time to listen to the podcast, you're a very brave soul, for one thing. <clears throat> but if you, if this is your umpteenth time listening to the podcast, well then, I don't know. Maybe you need to probably see a therapist. But uh, whatever you do, though, I know you want to give this a five-star rating because this is five-star stupidity. And don't forget, I'd like to get a review, too, if you don't mind. The stupider, the better. And please share the stupidity. You know, there's not enough stupidity in this world. We need to, you know, be generous with it. Don't be stingy with stupidity. And um, I hope you're also subscribing. Because if you are, well, then this podcast found you. And you didn't go looking for it. And hopefully you're listening to it on one of my favorite podcast players, Podcast Addict, which is available for free at your app store. Or you can get a paid version. There's a couple of paid versions I would recommend. But uh, nevertheless... Oh, and, um, well... I was going to say you could listen to the podcast on Facebook, but Facebook, like I always do, they change things so frequently. They're no longer going to be offering the podcast feature on their mobile app anymore. Oh, gee. I guess not enough of you subscribed. But at any rate, besides this midweek bonus feed, there is the... Um, regular weekend feed that comes every Saturday, which features Pancho Guerro, my insane Florida nephew. So we will play some insane games and Pancho will answer some questions from people seeking to tap into his sage wisdom, whatever that might be, of course. But whatever you do, I hope you will also uh, play along uh, with Pancho uh, with our insane games and play along by getting the Telegram Messenger app. It's a great that's a great messenger uh, app, actually. But um, I have a channel there, Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World channel, which you can um, participate in in a variety of ways. And believe me, you know, stupidity is a lot more fun when it's audience participation. <laughs> so, and, and it's probably not so fun, though, if you want to give yourself a false name, especially to police. 
especially if your false name is a fictional character. It's not a good plan. Police in Dundon, Florida, performed a vehicle stop and found a 9mm handgun, ammunition, and a trafficking amount of narcotics inside this vehicle. Now, since the drugs appeared to belong to a male passenger, police asked him to identify yourself. So the passenger provided the name Tyler Durden, according to the arrest report. Now, police apparently didn't realize the name belonged to a character in the 1999 film Fight Club and ran it through a police database. Of course, they were unable to locate a subject by that name. So using a fingerprint scanner, they were able to identify the passenger as Todd Michael Burns, who, by the way, has a rather long rap sheet. He's currently on probation for a 2019 conviction for meth possession. Police say after his true identity was revealed... Well, he admitted to giving a false name due to not knowing why he was being arrested. He's facing an assortment of felony drug and weapons charges, as well as a misdemeanor count for providing that false name to law enforcement. Now, the officers wanted this guy to talk, but, you know, he had to remind them that the first rule about pretending to be a character in the Fight Club is never talk about pretending to be a character in the Fight Club. If, you're, if you've seen the movie, that is, you, you'll know the character of Tyler Durden was actually a hallucination. And with all the drugs this guy had, hallucinating was entirely possible. So authorities said they have arrested a passenger at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago after he opened the emergency exit on a flight that had just landed and then proceeded to walk out onto the wing and slide to the ground. Chicago police said the man was on a United Airlines flight that had just arrived from San Diego. The officials said the airliner was taxiing to the gate just before dawn when the man leaves his seat and opens the plane's emergency door. Police officers arrested the inpatient passenger after confronting him on the ground. Our ground crew stopped the individual outside the aircraft, and the person is now with law enforcement, according to what a spokesman from United told WLS-TV. The plane then arrived at the gate, and all other passengers deplaned safely. The safety of our customers and crew is our highest priority. Other uh, airport operations were not affected, and authorities said charges are now pending against the man who left early. He wasn't immediately identified. Don't they tell you not to cut a headline when you're in school? Well, the incident came just a few weeks after another man, who was not a passenger, decided to climb onto the wing of an airplane at Chicago's Midway Airport while he was naked. That's an important part to the story. Officials said that man had climbed the fence around the airport to get into the tarmac area, but got caught in some barbed wire and disrobed before making it to the plane. This is just something you never see in Chicago. You know, someone getting arrested. Now, even if this guy does jail time, he still gets home faster than if he had waited to deplane the regular way. And one very lucky and apparently wealthy McAllen fan now has enough of their favorite whiskey to share with at least 500 friends after scooping up a cask of it for nearly $1.2 million, the most expensive cask ever sold at an auction. This comes to us per CTV News. A 100-gallon barrel of the renowned spirits was whipped up by the Scottish distillery in 1988, and some guy reported to be an expatriate bought it up for about 6,300 bucks. 
You'd think one wouldn't forget about such a purchase, but the buyer apparently had other stuff on his mind for the past three decades, as he did not remember to come for it until the distillery recently sent out a reminder that the cask was still sitting around in one of their warehouses. Well, the owner apparently didn't feel like holding on to his liquor after so many years, so he put it up for grabs and an online sale at Whiskey Hammer. When this cask was listed, we knew it had the potential to make history, said the site's co-founder, Daniel Milne. He tells the BBC and adds, per the Rob Report, casks of this age and size are extremely rare, especially from the Macallan. The barrel is said to have enough liquid courage in it to fill 534 700 milliliter bottles. You know what kind of person forgets he bought a $6,000 cask of whiskey? An alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. The owner is a hardcore drinker. Plans to spend all that money on coasters and party ice. <laughs> I've often said that I would not be interested in getting a tattoo. I just don't think it would look good on me. But this story has me reconsidering. If you're still working on your body or your beach body for the summer, I have a quicker option. There's a guy in England said, screw that. He had a full set of six pack abs tattooed onto his belly. The tattoo artist shared photos. Actually, it's pretty convincing from a distance. There's a lot of shading and contouring. So it's like Schwarzenegger abs when he was in his prime. Now, I've seen the picture, and I was I was actually a believer there for a minute, but the skin tone is way off, though. People thought that, that they faked it and just painted the abs on, but no. The tattoo artist says it's 100% real and posted a follow-up video of the whole tattooing process. I, I think I have just discovered, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, I don't know, I cringe at getting a tattoo and having needles, but this guy looks pretty ripped, you know? You would never think the guy had a dad bod with six-pack abs tattooed on his belly. I don't know, man. I, I think I should try this, you know? Hmm. Well, anyway, okay, so it's a take-your-child-to-work day, which is a great thing to do unless you're a criminal a 30-year-old woman in Lincoln, Nebraska, is facing charges after she vandalized a business and brought her two young kids along to help. Her name is Emily Anderson. I don't know what her beef is, but she got into a brick-and-tile store through an unlocked door and trashed the place, knocking over shelves, flipping equipment, tossing toolboxes around, ripping open bags. One of her kids was inside with her, and the other one stayed in the car. What, maybe they were, they were the lookout? I don't know. Well, at one point, she found some spray paint and wrote her own last name on the outside of the building, along with the word mine. Huh? That made it pretty easy for the police to figure out who did it. But she wasn't done yet. She then drove to yet another building on the same property, went inside with her kid again, and had them help. They threw chairs, rocks, trash, and other stuff. And when the cops got there... They found both kids outside and Emily in the doorway with no shoes on. Hmm. Now she's facing charges of criminal mischief, child abuse, and theft because she also broke into someone's car nearby. 
Well, let's go out and do a little fun with Mom on the town tonight, huh? Well, this caused a pretty big debate online. There's a couple named Ben and Cammy Crawford. Um, they're exercise nuts from Kentucky. They got six kids. They run a YouTube channel called Fight for Together. Now, they're in the news because they just let their six-year-old son run a full marathon in Cincinnati, all 26.2 miles. Now, his name is Rainer. It was the first time the whole family had run a marathon together. Their other five kids have done them before. Ben and Cammy claim he begged them to do it, and they never forced him. They also kept checking to make sure he was fine, let him know he could stop anytime he wanted to. Now, some people think they did pressure him, though. For example, Ben admitted Rainer was crying when there was nothing left at the snack table with six miles to go. So they told him they'd get him Pringles later if he kept going. Well, he ended up finishing in eight hours, 35 minutes. Sounds like he was pretty tired, but um, okay. And by the way, they also let their daughter run her first marathon at six. Organizers of the race also caught some heat, say they'll be better about enforcing the age limit of 18. But one person that spoke out was uh, one Olympic runner named Kara uh, Boucher. She said a six-year-old might not realize they have the right to stop. Here's the actual child talking about the event and the parents, Ben and Cammy, defending their child running the race. Some of the training was, like, hard. I falled sometimes. I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it. To watch his little body, it's pretty mind-blowing. Nothing we do is illegal. Nothing hurts anyone else. We really care about our kids' emotional and physical health. Now, the story blew up after Good Morning America aired an interview with the parents. Then Ben and Cammy posted a video after Child Protective Services showed up to make sure their kids were okay. They left an hour later after interviewing each kid. I guess they were satisfied. I don't know. Nothing like having the whole village tell you how to parent. Well, a California couple returned home after a trip to find the inside of their home had been taken over by hundreds of birds. Gary and Patty Reitmeyer said they returned to their Reading home after a trip to Sacramento and discovered hundreds of swallows had apparently flown into the house through the chimney. I guess the swallows got lost trying to find their way to Capistrano. The Reitmeyer said a neighbor who stopped by their home to feed the cat about 14 hours before they got home reported there appeared to be about 20 birds in the house. Here's uh, Gary talking about that horrifying discovery. As we pulled up, we were thinking, well, you know, 20 birds or so is no big deal. We opened the door and it was like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. There were birds flying everywhere. I mean, it was it was crazy. We were ducking and dodging. I was grabbing handful of birds. I grabbed maybe three of them or three or so at a time. Can't get all that bird stuff out of the out of the furniture. So all of the furniture is gone, all of the carpet is gone, the blinds are gone, yeah, everything. Now the couple said this was their first incident of its kind in their 30 years of living at the home. The Reitmeyers uh, hired uh, workers with ServPro to clear out the home, but they said they will have to stay with their daughter in Sacramento for a while, I guess. Just think of, just think of the mess one bird can make for your car. My son 
always tells us about that. He has a pretty white car, seems to be a target for all the flying birds. But here's my question. Who thinks having 20 birds in their house is no big deal? I don't know. Well, business travel is finally starting to heat up again. Even though there are drawbacks to work trips, and there are some advantages too, there's a new poll that's out. 65% of people said they think it's cool to bring friends, a significant other, or even the whole family along on a business trip. Now, wait, isn't the biggest perk of work trips is getting away from the family for a few days? Maybe I'm missing something. Well, of course, that uh, probably depends, I guess, on where you're going. If it's to Europe, California, New York City, yeah, sure. But if you're just, you know, headed to Cleveland, yeah, well, you know. The poll also asked about the best parts of traveling for work, and the five most popular responses were seeing different places, meeting new people, getting away from the office, trying new things, and getting out of town. 65% of people like to mix business with pleasure and get to the destination a few days early or extend the trip after finishing with work. Now, 44% have turned down the opportunity to take a work trip if they won't have any downtime for leisure. So, but unfortunately, in my position, there is no such thing as a work trip. And God forbid that if there was, my employer would pony up one penny to pay for it. Well, small children everywhere, and some who are still a child at heart, might have felt a maybe a shift in the universe. Here recently, a Pennsylvania highway was closed for several hours when an oversized tractor trailer spilled its load of 40,000 pounds of chicken nuggets onto the roadway. Oh, the pain, the pain. Police said the truck driver lost control of the vehicle around 6.30 in the morning, and the vehicle overturned in the southbound lanes of Route 309. The nuggets spilled all onto the roadway and shoulder area of the highway. Now, fortunately, the driver was not injured. The Sellersville PA Volunteer Fire Department shared photos of the crash on Facebook and noted the cause of the incident is under investigation. Oh, such a waste. Such a waste. Oh, and no sauce for dipping. Well, it's one of the most recognizable outfits in American movie history. The blue and white checkered gingham dress a young Judy Garland wore as Dorothy in that classic 1939 movie, The Wizard of Oz. Now, for decades, you know, one of the versions of the dress that Garland wore in the movie was assumed lost at a Catholic University of America where it had been given to someone in the drama department in the early 1970s. But clearing out of some of the office clutter last year, it led to the finding of the dress in an old shoebox. Now it's headed for the auction block. And when she first saw it, all I could think about was watching the movie when I was a child and growing up with it, said Jacqueline Leary Warsaw, dean of the School of Music, Drama, and Art at Catholic University in Washington, D.C. In a way, she says, it was like I was looking at my past childhood. Now, she and others are hopeful that nostalgia factor will come into play when the costume goes up for sale at Bonham's classic Hollywood film and television auction in LA, where it has a pre-sale estimate of a cool $800,000, 
to as much as $1.2 million. Bonhams has the dress on display at the auction houses in New York's location before it is sent to California for public viewing and then to auction. You know, you can tell the dress once belonged to Judy Garland. Even after all these years, it still smells like scotch. And a pre-sale estimate of, what, 800000 to $1.2 million? Come on! There's got to be a cheaper way to tell the world that you're gay. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. A former astronaut says plans are in the works to grow marijuana in orbit so you can literally get stoned and stare into space. It's been planned by a company called BioHarvest, which has spent years studying the growth of cannabis in space, also known as hashtronomy. Astronauts are not currently allowed to smoke weed in space due to the importance of their job, also because it's hard enough to stop them from giggling at the word Uranus. A new survey about Mother's Day has revealed that the average person has spent about $300 on a gift for that special day to show mom their appreciation, and the rest of us below-average people buy a bouquet of flowers for $13.99 at the grocery store on that Sunday morning. Seven in ten Americans call their mom their best friend, which is way better than calling a spouse your best friend, because mom can never divorce you. A new study from MIT claims to have found the best way to twist open an Oreo so that you keep cream on both sides, just in case you're wondering what you're getting out of paying for those people's student loans. And my pillow CEO Mike Lindell got resuspended from Twitter just hours after rejoining the platform. Leftist Twitter employees hate this guy, mainly because they know his comfy pillows put President Biden right to sleep. Lindell was suspended again for breaking the platform's guidelines on ban evasion by making a new account, which is wild because usually a guy as rich as Lindell is only guilty of tax evasion. 
The White House is sending Dr. Jill Biden as a diplomat to Eastern Europe. Jill says that after years of changing Joe Biden's diapers, she's the perfect person to handle the current crappy situation. Hasbro and Marvel Studios announced an all-new line of action figures and role-playing items inspired by Black Panther. Now, this is the perfect thing to purchase if you want to make sure you absolutely never get a date. Tennessee college pitcher Ben Joyce broke the record for fastest pitch ever thrown in college baseball at 105.5 miles per hour. Now he's being heavily recruited to change his gender and absolutely dominate the women's softball league. Former President Donald Trump announced at a very large rally in Wyoming to boost Harriet Hegeman, the Republican challenger seeking to unseat Representative Liz Cheney. And large rally in Wyoming means about 10 to 15 people. Wyoming has the smallest population of any state in the entire country. It'll be so tough for Trump to draw a crowd. I mean, it's going to look like a Biden rally out there. A Navy officer is accused of forcing recruits to drink semen with fish sauce. The Navy men said that it was absolutely disgusting because, well, they're not used to drinking fish sauce. According to researchers from the University of Florida, the inability to distinguish fake news from reality can lead to declines in physical, emotional, and financial well-being. And if you don't believe this study, just check out the current state of every CNN anchor. While there's a stereotype out there that older people are generally more likely to fall for fake news online, this study actually found that older adults are no more likely than their younger counterparts to believe misinformation which explains every college student out there. A new study shows that the direction your bed faces could be making you sick, especially if it's facing a TV that's playing MSNBC. And a couple was caught on video being kicked off a JetBlue flight in Florida when the wife claimed they were removed because they're Trump supporters. This woman better be careful or should be canceled faster than the next JetBlue flight. They were reportedly kicked off the flight for using offensive language. You know, words like man and woman. A New Jersey man who worked as a driver for a morgue was caught stealing credit cards from dead bodies and charging vacations to them, which explains why he used to call him the sugar dead sugar daddies. Now, he also is alleged to have stolen bottles of prescription pills from the dead, which is kind of an odd choice, you know, because those medicines obviously didn't work. An NFL investigation has found no evidence that the Cleveland Browns deliberately lost games during the previous season. Now, Browns fans don't know whether to be happy or sad about that. A furious Senator Elizabeth Warren rallied pro-choice supporters outside the U.S. Supreme Court. She says, you can't allow abortion and then take it away. What are you people, Indian givers? <laughs> the USA is absolutely on fire after the Supreme Court opinion leak. So expect Warren to be sending out some more smoke signals. NASA is attempting to communicate with aliens by sending pictures of naked humans in space. So... The next time you look up at the night sky, you might really see Uranus. Actually, this uh, plan of sending naked pictures of humans to space kills two birds with one stone, you know, because it's also the perfect way to get rid of Hunter Biden's laptop. 
A new study finds that a bevy of children's products, including those with green certifications, may contain harmful forever chemicals that were not listed on the labels. But still, the most toxic thing a kid can do is watch new Disney movies. Exposing kids to harsh chemicals that can harm their, harm, harm their still-developing bodies is a terrible thing, which is why most people these days are also skipping the McDonald's Happy Meal. A woman in Florida celebrated her 100th birthday by skydiving. This lady is so brave she didn't even soil her depends. Everyone was really happy for her, but kind of sad at the same time, mainly because after doing such an incredible thing, she still landed in Florida. Disney Plus dropped the new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer for Star Wars Day. Male Star Wars fans were so excited they immediately told that special woman in their lives, also known as their mothers. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on the TV screen when this show comes out. And imagine how many more would see it if Star Wars fans could actually land girlfriends. The late-night host Jimmy Kimmel contracted COVID-19, which made it the first time I think he's ever gone viral without Adam Carolla. WNBA player Brittany Griner is still being held by the Russian government for bringing a marijuana cartridge into the country. Now, Brittany says if she knew she was going to be held in a Russian prison for so long, she'd have brought much more marijuana. Congressman Byron Donalds slammed President Biden on Fox and Friends first, calling him one of the most divisive presidents in American history, which is notable because it's by far the nicest thing anyone said about him. Donalds described Biden as divisive after the commander-in-chief called MAGA supporters an extreme political organization. Now, many pundits called Joe out and asked if he'd forgotten about the extreme behavior of people on his side of the political spectrum, but that's obvious. I mean... This guy's forgotten that he's even the president. Many people who attended the White House Correspondents' Dinner tested positive for COVID. Now, until now, it's a little hard to tell if they caught it or not because watching Trevor Noah perform comedy also causes extreme fatigue, fatigue and brain fog. And Elon Musk has announced that he might make corporations pay in order to own Twitter accounts. It's a huge blow to the nation's top source of legal and scientific arguments, the Stakeums Twitter account, that is. A new study finds that taking vitamins can help people with ADHD. <laughs> yeah, but good luck in getting those people to remember to take them. And a Connecticut man stepped outside in the middle of the night and found a giant black bear sitting inside his mother-in-law's car. Then after a few hours of trying to convince her to take a drive to the store, he decided to give up and call the police. Eventually, the police did get the bear to abandon the car by telling it how high the gas, gas prices were. The interior of the vehicle obviously was completely annihilated. The owner says it was almost as bad as the time he gave a ride to Amber Heard. A British member of parliament is resigning after he was caught watching porn on his phone in the House of Commons. Luckily, this would never happen here because our lawmakers just wouldn't resign. The lawmaker told BBC News that it was accidental and he was just trying to look at videos of tractors. That's what happens when you Google search hardcore plowing. Joy Behar says she's going on a sex strike. And here I was thinking she wanted to punish men. Yeah, she really pitched the idea of a sex strike on The View. So... I guess there won't be any more whoopee. 
Dallas Cowboys owner's Jerry Jones was involved in a minor car accident, but thankfully it's not as bad as the time he got into a train wreck by hiring Tony Romo. And the Biden administration's disinformation czar, Nina Jankowicz, claimed in a book she authored this year, she will not be silenced on social media. She won't be silenced, but everybody else will. Jankowitz pushed back against what she considered to be harassment from men whenever she shared opinions online. Since she's against harassment from men, it's clear she'll never want a job working at CNN. And a one-poll study of 2,000 adults that came ahead of Mother's Day revealed that 73% feel like they're moms because they share many of the same qualities. This would explain why Kylie and Kendall Jenner are so strong. They're just like their mother, Caitlin. Conversely, just a fifth of all adults say that they're complete opposite of their mothers. And everyone says they're the complete opposite of their mother-in-law. And a community in northern L.A., or northern Louisiana, I should say, deployed drones to combat out-of-control mosquito populations. Needless to say, that story really bites. <clears throat> the Caddo Parish Animal Services and Mosquito Control is uh, responsible for mosquito control over a 900-square-mile area. I really feel so bad for those people. Yeah, that's, that story just really bugs me. The U.S. is sending an additional $150 million security assistance package to Ukraine, including tailored equipment that would help the country defend itself against Russian forces. And uh, we can only assure or assume that Pelosi was sent to make the deal with 10% for the big guy. At first, the ladies across the USA were so excited, but then they realized this was the type of different, it was a different type of big package it was being dished out. The Taliban have ordered all women to cover their faces in public in Afghanistan. I mean, these creeps are even worse than Fauci and his face masks. I mean, under the new decree, if their faces are seen in public, their male guardian will be fined and then jailed. So if you ever travel to that country, make sure you pack well and set your clock back at least 600 years. Game of Thrones actress Sophie Turner admitted she knew Joe Jonas was one was the one for her the first time that they met and wept after uh, he left her apartment following their first unofficial date. Sounds like it wasn't too long after their first date. They were planning a game of bones. So nice to, that these two had a happy ending, you know, because it was if it was anything like the Game of Thrones ending, they'd be screwed. And San Francisco Giants right-hander Sean Hill. Listed officially as 6 feet 11 inches, tied retired reliever John Roush as the tallest pitcher in the Major League Baseball history when he made his big league debut. Never before has a team name been so perfect for a player. He's a bigger than most basketball players. Well, at least height-wise. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. 
You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards are going to one woman who has been arrested in Tulsa, Oklahoma, after police say she attacked a man's pickup truck before stripping naked in the street. An officer first saw the woman walking in the street shortly after 5 p.m. in the afternoon. The officer was flagged down by a man who pointed at the woman and said she had beat his truck with a two-by-four piece of lumber. Police said the truck showed damage to the door and cab. Police said when officers tried to talk to the woman, she took off all of her clothes and ran naked into the intersection. Officers said that they caught up with her, but she surrendered, uh, but refused to put her clothes back on or to cooperate with them. Police said the woman's strange behavior led them to suspect she was probably under the influence of drugs. They said she also lied about her name, but was eventually identified by police as Jill Russell. Police arrested Russell for public intoxication, malicious injury to property, and false impersonation. So, let's see. She whacked this guy's car with a two-by-four piece of lumber. Even though she got naked, that's the only wood involved in this story. I really feel bad, though, for everyone involved. Not because they witnessed a violent, naked crackhead. Just because they all live in Oklahoma. And then there's this. A 20-year-old man drove a stolen Mercedes-Benz SUV as fast as 178 miles per hour during a chase through six counties along Florida's turnpike and I-95. Deputies deployed stop sticks to flatten the vehicle's tires, and a canine named Zorro then helped secure the fleeing suspect, the Martin County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post. The chase began near Orlando. It ended some 150 miles later near Hobe Sound in Port St. Lucie. The danger to innocent lives related to this crime cannot be overstated, said the release. Deputies in Martin County, which is north of West Palm Beach, were alerted to the chase by the Florida Highway Patrol. Video footage from a sheriff's office aircraft showed the car speeding along without headlights after deputies tried to stop it. The sheriff's office said the ground pursuit was terminated because of the dangerous speeds, but the aircraft continued to track the stolen SUV. The driver ran from the vehicle and into a wooded area. Multiple deputies followed along with canine Zorro, said the release. After he ignored multiple commands to surrender, deputies unleashed the dog into the woods, ending this dangerous criminal joyride. The South Florida suspect faces multiple charges, including grand theft of a motor vehicle, fleeing with a disregard for safety, 
and obstruction. His 28-year-old uh, passenger was also arrested. What is a 20-year-old kid doing getting chased by cops? At his age, he should be chasing some tail. I mean, this man clearly has a need for speed, and uh, shockingly, I'm not talking about the drug. Or how about this? A Cobb County, Georgia jury has found a man guilty after authorities say he shot at another man during a fight over a game of Uno. A jury found 34-year-old Taylor Grant guilty of aggravated assault and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. Officials say Grant's charges stem from a shooting at a house party in Marietta. According to the investigators, as the group played Uno, Grant and his 37-year-old victim began to argue. During the argument, officials say Grant shot the man in the arm and stood over him while threatening to kill him. Before police arrived, Grant fled the scene. Officials say the victim originally told police that he had been injured in a drive-by shooting, but later revealed the actual truth. Officers arrested Grant at Hartsfeld-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, and intoxication seemed to be the catalyst for the events. However, it was no excuse for the excessive force that Grant used, according to what Attorney Assistant District Attorney Namoni Nooks had said. I can't believe somebody got shot over a game of Uno. I mean, it's not like they were playing Monopoly. This guy is definitely going to prison for a while, unless he pulls a swap card. Then the other guy will go away. What about this, though? A Louisiana woman who fired a shot at a male acquaintance who refused to perform oral sex on her has pleaded guilty to a felony gun charge as part of a deal that spares her prison time. In a sentencing hearing at the Baton Rouge courthouse, Anisha Speed copped to a weapons charge while prosecutors dropped a felony aggravated assault count against the 21-year-old. Speed was placed on probation for two years and ordered to perform 40 hours of community service. Now, she'll also have to pay about $800 in fines and court costs and complete an effective decision-making course, according to the sentencing order. If Speed successfully completes her probation term, well, her conviction could be expunged. Speed was arrested following a confrontation in the victim's Baton Rouge apartment. Arrested shortly after the shooting, Speed was in possession of a spent 40 caliber shell casing and two live rounds when police searched her at the local precinct. The defendant admitted to picking up the spent casing because it had her DNA on it, according to the affidavit. I'm sure this guy was not expected to be shot at. Usually the worst thing that happens when you get a bad clam is an upset stomach. This woman definitely needs to learn that forcing yourself on someone is never okay. Unless, of course, her goal is to become a Hollywood producer. And you'll got to check this one out. A 28-year-old Florida man was arrested for allegedly battering his ex-boyfriend during a pre-dawn confrontation about penises. Cops report that Kyle Elias Perez, who shares a St. Petersburg residence with a 37-year-old victim, woke up his ex at 5.15 in the morning and confronted the victim, quote, for not having any compassion for Perez's desire for uncircumcised penises. Investigators noted that Perez, who apparently is circumcised, screamed at the victim for having no compassion for the arrestee's mutilated genitals, 
That's what cops say that Perez then grabbed the victim's arm, struck the man in the face, causing visible injuries to the arm and face. Perez also allegedly scratched the victim while pulling his hair. While officers arrived on the, sp on the scene then, Perez had fled the residence on foot and hid behind a vehicle in a rear alley. After being apprehended, Perez reportedly stated that the victim's account of the incident was correct and that he and his ex-boyfriend victim were arguing over uncircumcised penis. Perez was charged with misdemeanor domestic battery and booked into the county jail. Now, in 2018, Perez pled no contest to a DUI charge and was sentenced to probation, ordered to perform 50 hours of community service, and had his driver's license suspended for six months. This has got to be the first time I had ever seen a circumcision rage story. Who knew that foreskin was such a sore subject? And you'll never believe this. Police in Maryland say a man dressed in a poop emoji costume let off a stink bomb after his speech, saying the city council passed, quote, a turd of a bill. Phil Tato put on quite a show, telling city council members that the Anne Arundel County, they were upholding white supremacy by passing a bill which established a police accountability board. He was angry that they didn't include the already existing Anne Arundel County Coalition for Police Accountability. Therefore, Ateto says it gives the illusion of transparency, but with no actual accountability. He goes on to say, you got it passed with the labor and discomfort that comes with passing a giant turd. And then you thought you could flush it and move on. Following Ateto's colorful comments, council members noticed a rather bad smell in the room. Officers were asked to investigate as the meeting took a recess. Officers then approached the man and escorted him out of the building. It's unclear whether he'll face any charges. Talk about releasing a foul odor. It was so bad the city council members thought somebody had too much Chipotle for lunch. Of course, when it comes to being respectful, this man clearly doesn't give a crap, but he sure smells like it. Okay, one more. With the public's help, the Daytona Beach police have identified the two customers seen in a recorded video. Police say the video was shot inside the Volusia Mall food court. Soon after, police say they were called about a fight there around 5 p.m. in the afternoon. When the officers got to the Florida Mall, they found the damage from the fight. Now, in the video, you can hear the two customers arguing with employees of the Cajun Cafe. As the customers began to walk away, you see one of the employees throw what appears to be a cup at them. The male customer then turns around, punches through the plexiglass barrier, and throws the cash register at the employee. According to the police report, the whole incident started because of a food quality issue. The male customer apparently wanted his money back. Police say in total, it caused about $1,800 in damage. Throwing a cash register is just totally crazy. Almost as crazy as people still paying in cash. This had to be one of the most heinous things to happen at a mall food court. I bet it ranked just behind people eating the Panda Express lunch special. Well, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it. I try to pick the best five-star stupidity, so 
please give it a five-star rating, okay? And feel free to write that really stupid review of the podcast. I just might read it sometime on an upcoming episode. The five-star ratings and reviews actually help this podcast show up prominently in searches. That is, if people is searching for stupidity. Of course, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's even more important that you rate and review it because it makes a bigger impact on getting the podcast out to everybody who is searching for stupidity. Of course, please, you can cut down on the searching by sharing this stupid podcast on your social media news feeds because you really wouldn't want to be stingy with stupidity. And don't forget to mash that subscribe button so you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are delivered and they'll be delivered to your podcast player if you subscribe and if you are looking for a really good podcast app as i have said i personally recommend podcast addict it's available at your app store for free there's a couple of paid versions as well but it is amazingly customizable no matter what version you get you can subscribe and listen also simply by uh, just uh, going to any of your podcast uh, players and hitting that subscribe button i was going to say you could subscribe using the facebook smartphone app but they're going to discontinue that pretty soon anyway by the way besides this midweek bonus episode there's to another feed that I put out every week, of course, uh, is the weekend feed every Saturday featuring Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew. Although I think it's only one trill of the R. Pancho Guero. He is my insane Florida nephew from Jacksonville with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. Of course, Pancho will also answer some questions from people seeking to tap into his sage wisdom. The, uh, they always try to ask Pancho about some of life's biggest questions, you know. You can also play along with Pancho in our weekly round of the Insane Game Show and interact with the podcast and get those real-time updates if you get the Telegram Messenger app. That's when you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. You can do that on the Telegram Messenger app. I post links there of some of the actual stupid stories that I read in each episode. And you can read those uh, those those uh, articles. You can see the videos, look at the pictures, leave your comments, share it with friends, get a preview of the channel, and a link to, link to download the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available for desktop or mobile, and they got platforms that use Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple any way you want it, they have it. Don't forget, you can follow me on social media, Facebook or Twitter, at Insane Eric Lane, or just head over to my website at InsaneEricLane.com. One more final thought. Everyone on the bus thinks they're the one normal person. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laughs Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for 
for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.